Howdy, howdy, and welcome to Get This Shit. This is Cassie, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Kaylee. Hello. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? Good, good. Happy holidays. Uh, it is 420, one of the best days of the year. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I didn't plan to take 420 off, but you know. It just happened. It just kind of happened that way, thankfully. <laughs> and uh, on this beautiful green day, we have white snow coming down. I, yeah, in, what the hell is Indiana. going on? I Indiana's broken. I don't really know oh, what no, to tell it's you. El Nino 2.0. For real. So, <laughs> yeah, I. it was fine. I mowed this morning, and now it's snowing. What the so, hell? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a little man. chilly. Oh, it, it's weird and... It's weird right now because it was what sixty seven yesterday. Yeah, it was beautiful. I, I wore like a lace kimono over a tank top for my outfit yesterday. Oh my god! So I had my same house dress on that I've had. It's a really cute house dress. I mean, it has Thank that you. little eye hole detail. So yeah, you know, yeah. it's not just super plain. Yeah, I'm giving a little, serving little, a little something, something, little, little cleave. Yeah, a little cleave. Just because I'm bedridden doesn't mean I can't doesn't be Doesn't mean stylish. I can't be fabulous. Fabulous. Well, that's not even true. I'm not really bedridden. You're uh, not. It's just where you need to be most yeah, of the time. Yes, I wouldn't say right. bedridden because you can get up. You just you need to be there. Yes, I need to be. Uh, most of the days. Just chilling. Um, I am one month. Post surgery, and I had my appointment earlier today. Awesome! How'd that go? First post op, it went great. They said you're doing fabulous. I'm doing fabulous. Uh, they said that you know for being a month out, everything's looking really good, feeling good. I'll start PT in another month. Cool. Uh, all of my same restrictions still apply. So no yoga, Uh, (laughs) no bending, twisting. I can't lift anything greater than five pounds, and including over my head. So that makes uh, sense. No eating cats, yeah, right? So your cats are very thankful for that. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, they're Although not I don't much think bigger they're... than five pounds, but <laughs> I was gonna say if they're five pounds. Yeah, Mick is probably he's hollow. He's like a bird. He's, he's got he's, hollow. Bones. He's just all fur. He is all fur. Like there's nothing else to that cat. He's literally a walking pile of fur. Oh my goodness. So and he's still asleep. He's been he asleep is. this entire time. We have rearranged your room yep. to get you ready to record yep. so that it's right by you. And what else do we do? Uh, we enjoyed a little 420 and he still has not moved. Yeah, he's done absolutely he's asleep. nothing. My cats would have taken off by now. Especially yep. just from like you moving. Yes. Like, Rocky's that way. He's like, bitch, you moved. Right. <laughs> Nope, he's unbothered by all of it, and he's just a little doodle, but Rocky's a little meatier. He's got seven pounds. Yeah, probably. So, I just push he's him. He's got hefty bones on him. Oh, he, he's big-boned. Yeah, he, he's, <laughs> he's big a big-boned cat. Little Russian cat. Little Garfield cat. <laughs> it's it's still not as bad as Lisey, and if I move too much in bed, she huffs at me. Oh, yeah, she like, sure She did. gets real huffy. And I'm like, listen, <laughs> I allow you in my bed. Uh, they will, like, give me little snorts. They yeah. both snore. She's so. just, she's way more aggressive. Oh, yeah. Like, she's she's just... passive aggressive. She's like, She's Mom. 100% passive aggressive. <laughs> Never met a passive aggressive dog. <laughs> that's not true. Well, Rowdy spite shits. Yeah. That's <laughs> my parents' true. dog. <laughs> that, that poor dog. That poor dog. <laughs> poor dumb dog. <laughs> What have you been 
up to? I have been working and working. Yay, work! It is good. Uh, We actually, so our official start date was March 26th. Yes. It is 420. And in that amount of time, we have these, like, you know, numbers and everything. Yeah, yeah. We've made $105,000. Damn, Gina. We are the best opening store. Of course you are. Since, yeah, since they've started this whole thing. We're, like, the 50th store. We're, like, almost 50 or something like that. That's awesome. So I'm like, yeah. Suck it, bitch. Suck it, bitch. Like, we're in competition. We had a store open up in uh, St. Louis. They call it St. Pete. It's, like, near St. Louis. Okay. I don't fucking know. But they opened up, like, a month before us. And so we're in competition with them. They don't necessarily know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in competition with us, but we keep an eye on their numbers. For sure. And we're kicking their ass. Nice. We're kicking. We're just kicking ass. That's awesome. Yeah. So, and we're all, well, I don't know if all of us are as competitive about it. The majority of us are competitive about it. Sure, man. Because why the fuck not? Uh, It was that way when I worked at Great Clips. Yeah, like back you, in the day, we were like, "Oh, we're gonna beat them." Yes, you yeah. want your numbers to be higher, so hell yeah, yeah. So we're actually doing pretty decent sales. I've had a couple good ones. Um, you sent me that chair the other day. It was this yeah. glorious, dude. It is the most comfortable chair. And what there's color a reason, was it? Um, I think it was. It's called Oxford Blue. Ugh. God, whatever color that is, I want it. Deep, rich blue. God, it was beautiful. There, was it like suede or velvety? No, it, no it's real leather. It okay. Yeah. It was leather. I can't yeah. remember. Oh they my god, do. Seen... You can, of course, if you would like custom order. Um, they do have suede options. It just Ooh. is going to take a minute because it literally comes from Norway. Of course, it does. It of is Scandinavian. It yeah, and apparently the like original people who designed it. Uh, one of them was a worked was an engineer for Bentley or something. Oh, damn. Yeah, like so we get to learn all the kind of history, and I'm like, I'm not learning shit till you send me over to Norway and take a look. Right, at it. So absolutely. That's the only thing that's gonna happen. But uh, Work field yeah. trip is like it's a very like three thousand dollar <laughs> chair, but. Worth it. A very $3,000 chair. Not a lot of our shit is that expensive. It's just like that line because it lasts you forever. But honestly, we have, because we have, um, I've been looking at area rugs because we really need area rugs and we have some awesome ones. I mean, I'm talking like 8 by 11 for like $300. Oh, damn. That is not bad at all. I was just going to say area rugs are so Freaking expensive. Dude, they are so stupidly expensive. One of our brands even makes them out of plastic bottles, like 100% plastic bottles. Oh, my God. And it's so cool. soft. It's so soft. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I like little fun shit like that. We some rugs for underneath our, all of the beds in the house. Yes. We'll pick out I some like for you. I like how that looks. Listen, Linda. Mm-hmm. Bumping around the equipment. It's usually me, so... <laughs> It'll be me today. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I like the way that it looks. And I, one of the bed frames has already torn up. <laughs> it, house owner problems. We, has already torn up the fucking wood floor. We can fix it. I promise. Thank you. We can fix. I cried to her about it <laughs> not too long ago. I and I'm like, like no, no, no. I know how to do this now. I've seen enough HGTV. We're Perfect. good. 
and I told Sam, I was like, can we send them? There are things that we can do for the floor and we can sand it and manure stain it. And he was like, yeah, honey, that's why wood floors are so nice to have because yeah, you can like clean them up real quick. And yeah, I was that's like, why people want them. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, All right. Because my fucking walker has, of course, scratched up the wood floors. <laughs> <sighs> but I don't have to use the walker anymore. You're right. You don't. If I don't want to. For short trips, okay? For short right, trips. I mean, my legs still get shaky. For long <laughs> trips, you should probably. Or if you're going to go somewhere where there's nothing around you to grab onto. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I am walking to the bathroom without my walker. <laughs> that is the important thing, baby. Walking to the kitchen. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I think that. That's like yes, we'll save, we'll save your floors. I promise. Thank you. I was so concerned. It was one of the things that I was just <sighs> dwelling on to just make myself anxious because apparently right. I just like it because it's a, <laughs> yeah, it's a natural state to a live form in. Form of torture. We've all done it. Yes, it's fine. you're right. You're totally right. Well, to keep myself from going insane, mm-hmm. um, I have watched. A menagerie of TV. Okay. <laughs> uh, just different things. I, to be honest, I haven't listened to too many of my podcasts. So I'm behind on all of that. So I'm going well, to make need it you, I a need point. you to catch up. Okay. Because that's like, since I drive like 30 minutes yes. there and back, like that's all I do. I don't want to listen to whole, every so often I listen to some music. Yes. Mostly it's literally my podcast. Well, I I decided when I was doing my different arts and crafts that I'll tell you about, I uh, I am going to put on my podcast and just listen and all of that. So, first of all, have you seen the meme what? about, I don't know how the pioneer woman churned butter for seven <laughs> hours without listening yes. to murder podcast? That's exactly what I'm picturing. 100%. You in like old garb. <laughs> Doing needlework. Oh my god, yes. (laughs) Listening to murder podcasts. Just doing embroidery. Yes. You know, which I am interested in trying to do, so we'll see. Okay. I may make Sam pick me up a a Hobby Lobby. Yeah. Michael's Hobby Lobby wants you. Uh, Well, I wish... Hobby Lobby wasn't so goddamn great. <laughs> Sometimes. It's fine. You're not there. So that, there won't yeah, be the you're massive right. purchases. Yeah, you're he right. He could probably, I don't know, Sam's kind of creative, but he could probably be in and out in a short period of time, oh, especially yeah. if it's like. If you wanted to be. <laughs> there's like old women everywhere. He's going to be like, I got to get out of oh, here. Oh, I got to go. <laughs> so uh, thank you. Number one, so much for your Discovery Plus and HBO Max. You're welcome. I have been able to watch so many wonderful things. Whatever you want. Um, I finally finished, like totally finished Skinwalker Ranch. Oh, good. Secrets okay. of Skinwalker Ranch. And you were absolutely correct. He does, Bryant does get called Dragon a few extra times yes, towards let, the end. Yes, eventually. <laughs> I think they just give up and I they're like, so. fine. I love it. It was so good. The, I, spoiler alert, the radiation burns were like, what? I, I was Bro. like, what the fuck? Yeah. I was literally, I was watching it. But then it's even better. Spoiler alert. They come back. Mm-hmm. And there's no fucking radiation there. Nothing. Why? 
how is that a thing? How's that possible? How's that fucking happen? It I, doesn't fucking happen. I know, man. I don't know. I don't know. So go watch that it. That was awesome. You should absolutely watch it. Again, As she punches the I, microphone. I talk with my hands and it's too close. I gotta, I gotta strap one down to me. Remember when you had to sit on your hands all the time? Uh, yes. Yeah. And that is like, <laughs> that was a form of punishment for my mom. From my mom. Yeah. I had to sit on my hands. Yeah. <laughs> um, I watched by accident. Like, I just happened to click on it. And then I was like, oh, well, hell, I already clicked on it. It's Sugar Rush. It's a uh, banky, one, two, three, baking competition show okay and the ones that i watched they were called sugar rush extra sweet so they got an extra little bonus but there are two judges and then a guest judge and then this guy hunter march uh he's he's an odd guy but he does a good job he's not annoying because i can't there are too many of the baking shows that can't watch because i can't stand the host i'm like yeah too much get out of here agree yeah so hunter marsh is really good i guess uh but it's a baking competition where there are four that start out and you the first round is cupcakes then Mm. the second round is confection uh cakes not cakes but um just any type of pastry confections i think that's what they call it I can't even think. But it's like truffles or cake pops, I guess you could do. Oh, okay. I Just different things. Entremets, what have you. Macaroons. Macarons. Macarons. Yes. And then the last one is, the last round is a cake challenge. And it's like huge cakes, like big ass. They give them like crazy, like out of this world kind of different Gotcha. Like themes. Okay. Yeah. One... Uh, spoiler alert! One team built a zombie lady, <gasps> and she had like goo and stuff coming out of her. It was amazing. That is amazing. Yes. So it's four rounds, not four rounds. It's three rounds. Uh, there are four teams, and then uh, somebody gets eliminated after cupcakes, eliminated, and then two go head to head. Okay. But they have different. In the ones that I watched, they had different like challenge ingredients and shit right that they had to use and like you know just different things yeah well each episode it was four new teams it was really nice so i didn't get like emotionally attached to anybody (laughs) i do like that okay i would watch something it wasn't a series and you can just pick whatever episode you want to watch right and if you find somebody on there super annoying click to the next episode yep exactly okay Perfect. That's yes, better. Yes, because the Great British Baking Show, I absolutely love, but, like, there are just some people on there that I'm like, ugh, and it's, every episode is, like, the same yes. group of people. Also, like, move it along a little bit. Yes. If you're baking, I don't need an entire episode on, like, a cupcake. I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. So, no, I, I appreciate that they... They hurry it up a little bit. Yes. Uh, so Extra Sweet is super fun to watch. And okay. I think that was on Netflix. And I, yeah, it made me really hungry. And I'm like, Sam, you should, you know, you should bake. And he's like, oh, maybe later. Like, good cool. <laughs> Keep trying. On Discovery Plus, uh-huh. I was 
thrilled to find number one dirty jobs with Mike Rowe. Yes, that is your I love that's him. your man. I yes, I love him. I want to be his friend and I want to like be his drinking buddy. I want to sit down yes. and I'm going to listen to all of his different things. Because I just found out today that he has a podcast. Oh, really? Yes! So I can't wait to listen to it. Uh, I'm going to look it up because I forgot to. Yeah, we'll have to tag it for sure. Yeah. Um. Where is it? What the heck? It, would it Is it like about dirty jobs? No. Or it's just like him talking. The way I heard it with oh, Mike Rowe. Okay. It's available on Apple and multiple other ones. But oh my goodness. Yeah. He has one oh God with John Stewart. That's awesome. So yeah, the way I heard it with Mike Rowe. Right. I haven't listened to it yet, but anything he does is magic. So Agreed. There's that. Okay. I just love one him. to add to the list. I feel that. Yes. But, uh, so I've been having dirty jobs, like, playing in the background because it's just the best show ever. And then I found a new one that he has. It's called Six Degrees with Mike Rowe. I wonder if it's, like, put into his contract that it has to be, like, blah, blah, blah. With, with Mike, Mike Rowe. Rowe. Yes. <laughs> so it's, like, what, 12 Degrees of Kevin Bacon? This is... Micro. Yes, it's six okay. degrees. Uh, half the of that. First one, half, half that. Real half quick. a bacon. <laughs> half a bacon. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so let me see exactly. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> oh, the first one, first, first thing that pops up on a Google search: six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yep. Told you. That was twelve degrees. Uh, I don't know. It just it said six. Because he's in, like, some commercial or something where he's making fun of himself. And anyway, it doesn't matter. Any who's-alls. Who watches commercials? Nobody watches commercials. Oh, yeah, I do. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't watched a commercial in forever. Well, we still have cable. Like, we put cable on. That's kind of our background thing. It's just whatever's on TV. I haven't. I literally have not watched regular cable tv <laughs> well yours your husband does not care about sports yeah he's not a sports guy and the only reason we have cable is for sports is, is for sports i feel that and i and then i just like it's it's plugged in i don't have to you don't have to dick with I it i don't have to search through pick the or choose yeah. anything yeah it's i just feel that on tv i feel that yeah 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 you're right well Anyhoozles, Six Degrees with Mike Rowe is great. I was trying to find the name of the episode, but it it starts with, like, uh, Civil War Union soldiers Mm -hmm. and how they helped produce the show that they were making. And it goes through, like, how all of this is connected. Interesting. so good. I think I'm on the third episode. Wow. My dad, Hank, really liked it. Of course. (laughs) But uh, it's super funny, and they also have puppets in it, too, and help explain, like, history lessons to you. Wow. It's great. It is very good. I loved it. Uh, And then on HBO, I was scrolling through, and Sam and I found Reno 911. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I forgot how 
fucking funny this show is. <sighs> we've been watching it. Uh, I think we've watched it like a couple times during dinner and whatnot. Oh my god. It's you one of those shows that I don't know has aged particularly well. No, I don't think so. But it's still so funny. It's so funny. It wasn't my thing when it first came out. It's, really? It's, oh yeah. You don't it's like just not my kind of dick. Humor. I don't. Yeah, I don't like the stupid humor. <laughs> I need a little intelligence in it. Sorry, I like I the don't. sarcastic humor. Yes, and it is not that. It's no. just like blatant in your face, dumb shit. Yeah, dumbass. Oh God, I love it so much. Seeing Nick <laughs> Swartzen on there is so funny. That would be As funny. Terry. Really? Oh my gosh! Yeah, he wears of like course. crop tops. I should have. He always wears crop tops and shorts, and, and he skates around and he gets arrested a bunch. I swear, he is that character he in like three a, a movies as well. As well. Like, of course, he is. <laughs> yes, nut job. He is. Uh, it's so fucking funny, man. <laughs> uh, but to be honest, I think uh, that's really. It. I have done a mosaic sticker. Okay. By number. I finished Dolly Parton. Perfect. Uh, yeah. So, oh my God, we could totally put a picture of that up. We absolutely <laughs> can put I a mean, picture it's interesting. of that. I can't wait to go to Dolly Parton's new bar that opened oh, up in Nashville. Oh, you showed me that where Pepto Bismol oh, exploded yes. all over the place. I can't wait to go. So much pink. I think I. Pool. It would. Like, burn me if I walked in there. There's so much pink. Uh, you'll it's, be all right. It's like me walking into a church. That's how much <laughs> me and pink do not get along. Yeah, I feel that. It, yeah. I, I don't know how that would do for well, me. Well, you don't have to go. I, I won't drag you in there. Or I will just go in there in as much black as yes. possible. Yes. Yes. I love that. I can do I'll that. wear all the pink. Don't worry about it. You wear enough pink for both <sighs> of us. I can't wait to go. I keep telling Katie, I'm like, and when I come down to Nashville in fucking six months. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. hopefully the world will be more back to normal. Yeah, that is a good thing. By the time yeah. you can actually go out into the world, it should be. It normal. should be good, right? Ish. Yeah. Ish. We'll see. I mean, it can only be what it is because yeah. fucking. <sighs> like, uh, because. I think that there's definitely things we've started doing now that yeah. are just going to continue, which is totally fine with me. Like, I will never go through an airport without a mask on again. Never. 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 I will definitely wear a mask on an yeah. airplane from now on because it's just ugh. Yeah. If or, really, I also am not a huge fan of, like, large events. So Yeah, I don't, I, I'm not a big fan of it either. Yeah. Like, I'm not a concert gal, but, mm -hmm. you know – like indoor things i'll definitely think twice about and my personal sanitation yeah has definitely become more aware um one of the girls i work with of course i work with young like i mean 22 23 year old girls <sighs> babies yeah babies so one of them was saying that she went out for her cousin's birthday and they had gone to like get some food and drinks they went to some kind of arcade thing downtown. Um, it's probably oh god, I can't remember. tappers. I think so. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Or eight bit or something like that. There's another one. Maybe I, it was sure, something sure. along those lines. And she said that she walked back out because it was literally shoulder to shoulder in there. Ew. 
would know. I was like, I'm sorry. What? I'm not into that. Like, we need to fully enforce, like, stop cramming people into tight spaces. Yeah. They just, it, it, it shouldn't, it shouldn't have been a thing and it shouldn't continue to be a thing. I, yeah. I, Katie and I were talking about that. It's that not comfortable for anyone. Yeah. It never I, has been. And now it's, they're realizing that even if it is somebody has the fucking cold next to you, then you're not going to, you're probably not going to get that cold. But when yeah, you're. Man. I enjoyed it as a cons- consumer, like when yeah. uh, we started opening things back up around here and Simi and I went to, of course we went to Mexican, like the very first thing that we of could course. go out and do. Of <laughs> we course. We went to Mexican, but they had, it was in between like 50 to 75% capacity mm-hmm. and uh, I, it was just, it was really pleasurable dining experience to be honest. Yes, because you don't feel like people are breathing down your face. Neck yes, onto your that's food. exactly it. And like I, I like really, people. Uh, right? <laughs> I really appreciate uh people having to stand six feet from you while you're standing in line at the love grocery it. store. I love it because people need to give people space. Yes. Anyways, absolutely. Like I remember before, like you would, they would literally, like people would hit the back of your heels because they were that fucking close yeah, to man. you, breathing down your neck. How is this not a thing? Like, that is one. There are many things that need to continue just for the sanity of society, let yeah, alone bro. it keep it literally does. Like, I haven't caught a cold this year. It literally went from 70 to 40. Uh-huh. And if anybody's going to get sick, it's during that time. Oh, yeah. And I didn't, I didn't catch cold this. It was fantastic. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't have the flu or anything. Yeah. Totally so, fine. There's that. So I, the way Cassie's room is set up, she has her windows her are fairly tall, um, tall windows. They're almost I don't want to say basement windows. There's like half windows. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Um, and all I can see is the snow, but I can't actually see what it's doing oh, to the ground. Oh yeah. Uh, well, it's been warm enough. It it's, shouldn't. Stick it around. shouldn't. I'm just. I'm gonna be very curious once I finally do stand up. And look outside yeah. and what the difference is going to be. Well, you have to help me up first, so. True. That's <laughs> then what we'll I'm here both for. take a gander. That's what I'm here for, babe. Alrighty, my dude. So, I think it's your turn. I believe you are correct. <laughs> are you ready to get this shit? I am ready for this shit, girl. Perfect. So, today, I'm going to tell you, and by the way, I planned on writing this not knowing the day that we are going to be recording on. Oh, really? So, it was just apparently The holidays, huh? Yes, just apparently my brain automatically. Oh, my God, look at you. Okay. (laughs) So, I'm going to tell you about the wonderful world of hemp. Oh, my God, yes! Yes! So, not marijuana, hemp, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my sources are the Tried and True Wikipedia, MinistryofHemp.com, oh which they have their own podcast, too. Oh, my God! OneGreenPlanet.com and News.GreenSlashFlower.com. Oh, all right. Um, so, you know me, and I love very sustainable things. Yes. Uh, throwback to our Container Home episode. The Container um, so Container I'm going to tell you a little bit about hemp and then its uses for, like, our planet. I love this. 
So the little Wikipedia definition, hemp is a variety of the cannabis sativa plant species that is grown specifically for industrial use. Okay. It can be used to make a wide range of products. Along with bamboo, hemp is one of the fastest growing plants on earth. Oh, shit. Um, it's also one of the first plants to be spun into usable fiber 50,000 years ago. Holy shit. Very long time ago. Um, it can be refined into a variety of commercial items, including paper, rope, textiles, clothing, mm-hmm. biodegradable plastics, paint, oh, wow. insulation, biofuel, bio food, and animal feed. Wow. Just a little quick list. Damn. <clears throat> yeah, a quick list. Shit. Yeah, right. Of all the things it can do. So, hemp is probably one of the earliest plants to be cultivated. An archaeological mm-hmm. site in the Oki Island near Japan contained cannabis fruit from about 8,000 BC. I'm sorry. What? Like, how? But how, though? How? I, I'm, I did not get into the how, but I, I mean, it was... I guess I'm just I'm sure fascinated somebody... by... Um, archaeology just in and of itself absolutely i've watched a lot of uh the josh josh gates the uh destination truth or yes that I, guy <laughs> and he's been digging up like, shit <laughs> they can literally dig up things with like pots and uh, I, shit like yes. it just it's insane there's weed in it i everything hemp in it very yeah, there we go yes force a habit <laughs> um so hemp use archaeologically dates back to the neolithic age in china with hemp fiber imprints found on the i'm sorry if i mispronounced this yangshao culture pottery dating from the fifth millennia bc wow long time ago that's a a bit wiles yeah wow the the spaniards are to thank for bringing hemp to the americas they brought him to the Americas and cultivated it in Chile starting in about 1545. Similar attempts were made in Peru, Colombia, and Mexico, but only in Chile did the crop find success. Wow. Okay. Yeah. In July 1605, Samuel Chaplin reported the use of grass and hemp clothing by the Wamapo people oh. of Cape Cod. And uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, the Nosset people of Plymouth Bay told um, they told him they harvested hemp in their region where it grew wild to the height of four or five feet. Damn, that's a lot of plants. That's a lot of it. And they were using it for clothing. That's industrious. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what a versatile see. plant. <laughs> oh, weird. So let's see, we have, after that, we have May of 1607, hemp was among the crops Gabriel Archer observed being cultivated by the natives in Maine Powhatan Village, where Richmond, Richmond, Virginia is now found. Oh, wow. And then in 1613, Samuel Argall reported wild hemp better than that in England, growing across the shores of the Upper Potomac. Wow. Mm-hmm. So all up in uh, the Everywhere. New England's area. Everywhere. Like it just the and it's grown like four or five feet. That's insanity. Massive. Wow. Um, so uh, let's see what else we have. As early as sixteen nineteen, the first Virginia house of 
Burgess passed an act requiring all planters in Virginia to grow so both English and Indian hemp on their plantations. Oh, damn. It was a law. The Puritans are first known to have cultivated hemp in New England in 1645. George Washington pushed for the growth of hemp as a cash crop commonly used to make rope and fabric. Hell yeah. Right? In wow. May 1765, George Washington noted in his diary about sowing the seeds each day up until mid-April. So he was deep within. Absolutely. And growing himself. Yeah. Because he yeah. left notes in his diary. There you go. So, I mean, take the diary to heart. All right. So that was, you know, the history. I don't want to do a whole lot because there's a ton. I can probably well, do like yeah, I fucking bet. seven episodes on the history. <laughs> so some people think you can hide marijuana in hemp plants, but that's actually a false statement. Oh. Hemp and marijuana are grown in two extremely different ways. Marijuana has to be grown in a controlled environment, whereas hemp is adaptable to much more adverse climates. Oh. Hemp, is also, hemp also grows very densely, and that would make it impossible for marijuana to grow amongst it as my voice goes out. <coughs> you poor thing. Hmm. It's the weather. It, dude, absolutely. <laughs> um, so let's see. It grows too densely. When you check out marijuana leaves, the shapes tend to be either broadleaf type bud or look like a little nugget with tiny hairs or crystals. Hemp, on the other hand, has skinnier leaves that are more concentrated at the top. Few branches or leaves exist below the, that part of the plant. Oh, so okay. So it's definitely top. more bushy at the top. Yes. And it's skinnier towards the bottom. Right. Whereas marijuana kind of looks more like a bush, like lower. Yeah. A little bit lower. Okay. Um, when you observe them from afar, marijuana looks like a fat, <laughs> I said a short fat bush. <laughs> um, Same. Yeah, right? All day, every day. No, not even close. <clears throat> so, hemp can get up to like 20 feet tall. What the fuck? Yeah. Fucking huge. Um, uh, that's what I want as my uh, natural fence coverage. You oh know what God. I was talking you, about? You putting, can... uh, I was going to do lemongrass, but yes. shit. Yeah, do hemp. It's even better for you. Hell yeah. And it grows even faster. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, hemp was actually found to grow among the weeds in Nebraska and Kansas. Holy along with shit. Many other states. Yeah, just like, eh, just hanging out there. Literally just kind of a, a smattering throughout the Midwest to the Northeast. Exactly. So, um, again, I could have gone into a lot of the history of hemp laws. Sure. Because... There's a lot, but There's just a, lot. a quick little little homework blurb. Love it. Thanks to our buddy Nixon and his war on drugs. Oh, he's not a crook. Laws surrounding hemp cultivation that were made in the 1920s and 30s prevent most people from making good use of the hardy, eco-friendly plant. Hmm. Many countries, um, um, including the U.S., have strict laws dictating hemp production. Which is theorized to have happened once um, the synthetics boom began uh. as competitors in the market uh, encouraged people to look and rely on products made of wood pulp and synthetics, mm. which are much less durable than hemp themselves. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. In the controlled. Shady, shady. Right? Oh, weird. <laughs> Big government. <laughs> you spit out your drink. 
And she's choked. Sorry, guys. Killed her <laughs> off just so you're aware. This happened now. So uh, we also have the Controlled Substance Act where mm. marijuana was grouped with all their all other types of cannabis um, and it made it legal to grow in the U.S. This unfortunately classified hemp as a drug, even though it doesn't include any of the chemicals that make marijuana a drug. What? It just literally got two different it. plants, my guy. <laughs> It was just like, oh, this looks like this. So, oh, yeah, literally, how? that is why hemp is <sighs> how distressing. Exactly. And it's this like extremely durable and versatile product. Very versatile. I mean, you can eat it like it's good for you. Yeah, I, saw, I was looking up salads. Yeah, I was looking up recipes and I had like, um, you know, like they do quinoa bowls. Yep, yep, yep. It was just with. Hemp bowls? Yeah, hemp bowls. I would totally gnaw on that like a llama. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I would too. Um, let's see. Where are we? Well, more of an alpaca. I don't think that I really dig llamas. I like alpacas, though. Uh, alpacas are nicer yeah. than llamas. And they have, Sam said that they have lollipop heads when they get sheared down. Oh, my God. They <laughs> do because they don't shave their heads. Yes. He was like, they kind of look like that or and like the Lorax trees. Skinny little necks. Oh, my God, man. I watched the Dirty Jobs with Mike Rowe. With the llamas? <laughs> and I... the alpacas, yes. Oh, my God. When he tries to shear them and then he shaves one of his cast members, not cast members, but production teams. Shaves his head with the llama shears. Of course. Fucking great. Recommend. Rude. Rude. Continue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, hemp is usually planted between March and May in northern hemispheres. Oh, okay. Uh, between September and November in southern hemispheres. Well, I can get my crop going. You are. You can absolutely. I'm going to have to hire one. I can't put any work in. And you can do it in pots. You don't oh, well, even damn. To, you can just do it in little pots. It matures in three to four months. Dang. That's Good. it. Three to four months wow. and it's mature. That's a very short period of time. Wow. A money maker. Yeah. Um, hemp is considered by a 1998 study in the environmental economics to be environmentally friendly due to the decrease of land use and other environmental impacts, indicating a possible decrease of the ecological footprint. A lot of things do. So it's not, it doesn't have a huge impact on the environment. I gotcha. It. It's yeah. good for the environment. <clears throat> Basically. It's what it's saying. Wow. <laughs> Let's see. I've elevated too much today. I'm sorry. Okay. So now we have a 2010 study um, compared the production of paper, uh, specifically oh, from yeah. hemp and eucalyptus. Oh, shit. Yeah. So they, they now made paper and industrial hemp represents a higher environmental impacts than eucalyptus paper. Mm. Yeah. So now you have in trees, they were just doing eucalyptus, which I think grows fairly quickly as well. Wow. Um, hemp is also claimed to require few pesticides and no herbicides nice. and is called a carbon negative raw material. Results indicate that uh, yield high hemp may require high total nutrient levels, um, similar to a high yielding wheat crop. Oh. But that's it. So it's not going to do as many pesticides and as many herbicides. Gotcha. And it sounds like it doesn't 
like ruin the soil like you know how farmers have to rotate like yes corn and soybeans and stuff like that yes it, it doesn't um erode it like that yeah mm-hmm. very nice mm-hmm. well goddamn. oh yeah and i'm not even done and i'm not even done not even but going. wait but there's wait. more there's more we need sam to say that just for that part yes. just edit him in hemp paper can be recycled um more times than paper made of wood so like oh. our normal paper, this can be recycled a lot more times. Before paper made of wood pulp was in common use, people used to write on hemp products. But the widespread of hemp was phased out. As the hemp industry dwindled, China became the world's leading producer of hemp. Oh, and shit. now the U.S. imports more hemp than any mm. other country. Mm-hmm. Because we can't, but, but why don't we just grow We it? have the perfect climate. <laughs> just fucking grow it. But politics. Okay. Um, we should. We really shouldn't need to import that kind of. Yeah. No, man. It seems like it would be a win-win for many people. A hundred percent. And the consumer, farmers and consumers alike. Yes. Economy. And bring down costs. Yeah. Because when something is imported, yeah, it costs man. more. Taxes, tariffs, what the hell? All yeah. of it. There is also hemp clothing. Yeah. And there are, and I know we have somebody who talked about making their own line. There is quite a few lines, and some of them are workout equipment, too. Cool. Yeah. I thought that workout was Workout equipment? Yes. Nice. Like, workout. Like uh, yeah, gear. I'm sorry. Gear, I guess. I use it to lounge around my house. Uh, yeah. Um, Athleisure wear. Exactly. So, there are <laughs> quite a few companies online selling those, so we may have to check them out. Cool, cool. So it produces a texture similar to linen, but is stronger and more durable than cotton. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm. Super soft. Um, there is some evidence that hemp clothing allows the skin to breathe better than other materials do, mm. even cotton. And Ooh. cotton's supposed to like make you breathe the most. Now I'm punching things. <laughs> Put up your dukes. Because hemp has hollow fibers. And uh. cotton doesn't. Hemp clothing can aid the body in regulating the natural temperatures as well. Wow. Hemp bark contains uh, bast fibers that can be used to make pure hemp clothing products or blended with other fibers to make furnishings and other household products. Oh, cool. Yeah. I bet that would be a really interesting, like, upholstered. Like sofa or something? Yes. Yes. Uh, it would make for a very interesting probably a lot better than polyester that's what what everything's made out of now is polyester because it doesn't stain as much Mm -hmm. you can't make a cotton couch because can you imagine the stains that would be on there oh gross cotton production actually requires high pesticides and herbicides and fungicides when being made multi-cotton yeah it's then bleached um, hemp no. does not require these practices, so it's definitely a better option to wear against your skin, especially wow. for those of us that have real sensitive, sensitive skin. skin. Yeah, all of that shit they're putting onto something I'm wearing on my skin. Wow, that's baller. Um, and I didn't know this. Hemp fiber was also antimicrobial properties. Oh shit. Um, making it not only useful for clothing but also for like bandages. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of, you know, what you had post surgery to cover up an incision oh, or something, uh-huh. it was hemp. 
oh my gosh, a hemp gauze or yeah. something like that. How wonderful. I know. I've got more wonderful. don't have. No, <laughs> there is no hemp option for no. band-aids. There mm. should be. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Mm-mm-mm. Hemp fiber has always been popular in societies um, across the word world. Word. The word. Word. Uh, due to its durability and um, the aggressive, yeah, growing nature. Production. Of exactly. It. it is much more productive than cotton um, due to large amounts being able to be grown and yeah, yeah. quickly. It succumbs to fewer, fewer natural diseases as well. Yeah, man. It sounds like it sounds really low maintenance yeah. and has a high success rate. Like, so what the fuck? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, according to a report by the Environmental Justice Foundation, two billions $2 billion worth of chemicals are sprayed on the wor- world's cotton crop every year. Woof. Almost half of which is considered toxic enough to be classified as a hazardous material cool. by the World Health Organization. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. So they're putting $2 billion worth of product. This is just on cotton. Nothing Damn. else. Just cotton. $2 billion worth of Pesticides. Pesticides, insecticides, and herbicides. So, it's about as natural as it fucking comes. And when you think of cotton t-shirts, don't you think of, like, this is a more natural option. Yes, absolutely. Like, that was my thing that I think stuck out to me the most was literally, I think of a cotton way better than, like, a polyester nylon. Yeah, I would much rather wear that. Like, I don't like rayon and all that shit. Exactly. I'm a sweaty beast. But yet, (laughs) cotton has all of this chemicals on it. Yeah, man. So, it can also be used to build foundations for houses. No fucking way. Yep. Um, The blocks are made of a mix of hemp and lime. Oh. Uh, Creates natural insulation. Uh, during the building process, it locks carbon dioxide into the structure, um, keeping it out of the atmosphere. So oh, that's shit. really good. Um, it was a renewable house um, in 2009 in the UK. They considered it like a renewable type thing. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Enough hemp to produce one house can be grown in just 14 weeks. I'm sorry. On a on one hectare of land? I'm one not a farmer. One hectare of land? Yeah. I've never heard of this unit of measurement. I haven't either. I think it has something to do with an acre. Let's... Oh, you don't look it up. Perfect. Yeah. So in 14 because... weeks, um, it can be... It can produce for a house. Enough to build a house. The foundation of a house. Oh, my God. Yep. It... Let's... Is one hundred seven. All right, God damn it, one zero seven six three nine. Here, one hundred seven thousand six hundred thirty nine. God bless ya. Uh, square feet of land. Okay, so it's a decent size, but. It's I mean, it's 2.4 acres. Oh. 
Okay, so Holy in 14 shit, weeks. Holy shit, that's not. Just one. In 14 weeks, 2.4 acres. My aunt could grow this and have yes. room to spare. Yes. A wow. lot of people could. Yeah. <laughs> so it actually. Math skills. You know how, I know. You're so pretty. Thanks for not judging me. <laughs> Don't judge any of us. Because I should have looked it up. I just didn't. No, you're good. <laughs> I, I was just curious. <laughs> you should be. I'm fucking telling you about it. You're like, oh, how much is that? Should have looked it up, dumbass. So I can answer the questions. Uh, so a little surprise about the hemp walls is that they actually become stronger over time instead of becoming weaker like other houses. Oh, would. my gosh. What? Okay. I'm sold. <laughs> A single crop can provide a solution to the environmental destruction resources. It's definitely hemp. Um, oh hemp is a renewable natural resource. can be used to manufacture thousands of different products. And when a plant, when the plant is har- harvested, almost every part of it can be put to use. Where a lot of times it's only one thing of a plant sure. that can be put to use. Wow. A high mm-hmm. yield from the product as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Yes. Allergies and immune disorders are on the rise. Hemp oil has an anti-inflammatory property um, Mm, that can mm -hmm. provide essential nutrients for people on restricted diets or living in areas of the world where food is scarce. So not only can it help your allergies, it can also help feed the hungry. Wow. Basically. Jesus. I I got the hemp's lotion. I love hemp's lotion. It's the best. Let's see what else. It's it actually keeps uh CO like CO two away. Oh, very nice. It acts as a scrubber. Yes. So environmentally friendly. Yeah, yeah. Uh one would be good to have in your house. Mm-hmm. Like to grow a little yeah, little pot of hemp for decoration. Yeah, and then it's usable. Yes. Absolutely. I wonder if it would grow um, under my UV lamp for my herbs. I don't see why not. Ah, it would still be the right temperature. Cool. If just find out in 14 weeks. We sure can. All right. We'll start. <laughs> Science experiment. Yes. Um, China actually has also used hemp uh, to detoxify like nuclear waste. Oh, shit. Yeah. So it actually like cleans the nuclear waste Damn. around Chernobyl. Damn hemp, you're useful. Mm-hmm. So imagine, I mean, if it takes care of like, okay, if it takes care of nuclear waste, imagine just what it does to really shitty air. So I feel like yeah, it's man. probably also an air purifying plant, which I would be. Yeah. I love air purifying plants. Yes. And I wouldn't be as worried about uh, one of the cats eating Oh my god! Yeah, (laughs) it's it's not it's it's fine, but there are a lot of plants. It's not gonna hurt them when they eventually uh, get too big for the britches and and start chewing. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, which they will. Yeah, man. That's why I can't really have plants in my house because of the fucking animals. Yeah. Yes. But it also cleans it. Um. So a quick little, quick little thing. If you, there are a bunch of organizations out there right now. That okay. are pushing for more hemp uh, knowledge, more yeah, hemp. Yeah, uh, I bet. Like, really trying to get this and who knows, maybe actually save our fucking planet. 
Um, oh. Yeah, we'll see. Yep. So a couple of them is the National Hemp Association, um, which it's uh, their website is just a dot org. It's just national hemp national hemp association dot org. Okay. There's also a European Industrial Hemp Asso- Association. Oh, I cannot okay. say association to save my fucking life. No, you can't. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Um, they are eih dot org. So, um, and then our green planet dot org has a little donation option. Oh my uh, god! As well. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So check them out. If you can donate, if not, just read through and educate yourself. Yeah, a little better than I educated Ooh. you. Yeah, I can't wait to look at it, it. It needs to. It needs to be more of a thing. Like, I don't why? know why this is not more of a thing. Like, I should, I should be driving through Indiana where we have tons and tons of Kern. fields everywhere. Yeah. Like, there should be hemp growing. Yes. hundred percent. Oh my goodness! Be yeah, I wonder. Like why, why it it's not a thing, the type of uh, like I'm gonna have to look the type of laws that keep it from being the cash crop it is here in the U.S. Oh yeah, it's because you know it's the whole big corporation bullshit. Huh. Yeah. All right. We need to fix it. All right. That's all I got for you. What you got for me? Very, very nice. Kaylee, that's amazing. Thank you. It was fun. I can't believe that there's so many different uses for it. Uses. Yeah, I didn't yeah. Like I, I had known you could make clothing out of it. I had heard um, you could make houses out of it. Sure. I'd heard that before. Cool. Um, but I didn't know it actually like got stronger over time. Yeah. I, like, what the fuck? It offers it offers way too many opportunities to not be taken advantage of. Exactly, and it grow it grows like a weed, like a weed. <laughs> All right, so to doodle. God damn it! I thought I had it positioned you, well enough. You shook I was just the whole too table excited. with that I'm one. I'm so sorry. That's okay. I'm I'll just excited. You. I'm excited too. So today I have for you, um. You know, I love the TikToks. I do know you love the TikToks, and so, I still love you. Uh, thank you. I only send you the good ones. I know. My subject is inspired by one of my favorite people on TikTok. Her handle is at Mackenzie Barman. So M-A-K-E-N-Z-I-E-B-A-R-M-E-N. Uh, look her up. She is hysterical okay Okay. Mm -hmm. Ah, pardon me i'm parched weird weird uh she ruins nursery rhymes and childhood songs okay all within a minute it's a 60 second history lesson oh okay okay i gotcha all right but she acts as two different characters but it's herself Mm -hmm. she calls the other her me she's like me blah 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 so she's having a conversation with herself i yeah i've I've seen those type of takes yes Yes. where the edit i mean proud for the kids they she's a fabulous actress her amazing murdering of uh, 
everything I remember from when I was from, a child okay. inspired me to dig a little deeper with some of these nursery rhymes and childhood songs. Wonderful. So, I got a couple for you. And uh, I have a list of over 40 of these. And I just picked the ones that I you got know, to the first, like, first. Okay, okay. I was so going to say, you could always an, make this, like, a multiple parter. This will be an ongoing series. Perfect. So, uh, get prepared. I'm going to ruin stuff for you, okay? Wonderful. So, we're going to start out with one that's probably pretty well known, okay? Mm-hmm. Ring Around the Rosie. Uh-huh. All right. I'm going to remind you of the nursery rhyme, mm-hmm. okay? Ring around the rosy, a pocket full of posies, ashes, ashes, we all fall down. Uh-huh. What do you know about this one? You know anything? I don't really think I do. Really? No. Oh, my God. Ring pocket full of po- posies, a flower, uh-huh. right? And then ashes, ashes, they all fall down. So what's on fire? Okay. So most people think that this uh, nursery rhyme is about the Black Plague. Uh, yeah okay uh theory dark yeah it is okay so the reasoning behind it is uh the ring around the rosy refers to the rosy red or the purplish round rashes on uh, people's skin that they would get and that was one of the first signs of having the black plague oh oh okay a pocket full of posies, one of the superstitious ways uh, people used in the Middle Ages to try to fend off the plague. They would just stuff posies. Stuff flowers in their pocket. Yeah, in their pocket. There is a bit of discrepancy with uh, how some know the nursery rhyme. We say, like, I have grown up with ashes, ashes. But uh-huh. another version is a, a chew, a chew. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, sneezing was also an early sign of the plague. Uh, it was the, like, you know, you got pneumonia mm-hmm. and whatever. But not all types of the plague involved sneezing. Uh, ashes, ashes. The dead were often cremated because there were so many people. Uh, yeah, we all fell yeah. down. Most people were stricken down with the plague. Or most people stricken with the plague ended up dying. So if yeah. you caught it. Sayonara. Nice knowing you, bud. Bud. Yep. A theory that is supported by a folklorist named Philip Hiscock believes that Ring Around the Rosie was one of uh, the ways that people entertained themselves in the 19th century century in Britain and in North America. At the time, Protestants had placed a religious ban on dancing. So to get Uh-oh. around, uh huh. So to get around that ban, people began using children's nursery rhymes instead of music. Oh, dancing required music, so no one, so no one could be dancing if there was no music playing. True, right? Ugh. So back then, many dances were done in circles involving everyone doing a specific step. Uh, specific set of steps so i think of a knight's tale when yes. they're dancing um i also think of square dancing just without oh the yeah music. square dancing absolutely that's exactly what it is and you're just like yelling at each other exactly 
<laughs> so Ring Around the Rosie was a way to dance without violating the religious bands from dancing. All right. Yeah. So there are there are two theories for you there. Okay. And my sources are so very different for each of these, so I'm just going to tell you at the end of it. Okay. Uh, so uh, for Ring Around the Rosie was FamilyTree.com and SewerHistory.org. <laughs> okay. All right. So now another one. This one's super common. You'll know it. But I'm curious to know if you have any theories or know anything about it. Okay. So Jack and Jill. Okay. Do you remember the nursery rhyme? Yes. What is it? Jack and Jill fell up or went up the hill to catch a pail of water. Jack fell down, broke his crown. Mary came or Jill came tumbling after. Mary. <laughs> Mary? Yeah, no, I was, the I was more is, worried. Who the fuck's Mary? <laughs> Jack? <laughs> She's the one that pushed it. Of course him. she came tumbling down. Jill <laughs> threw her ass down, yeeted her off that hill. There is a second verse that goes, Jack got up and home did trot as fast as he could caper to old Dame Dob, who patched up his knob and vinegar, uh, I'm sorry, knob with vinegar and brown paper. So they would use brown paper and vinegar to like draw up bruises, quote, quote. Okay. They would try to, like, draw okay. out. And I have heard that, to put vinegar on a bruise, uh-huh. and it'll go away. Yes. So. Do you know anything about Jack and Jill? No, and you're really confusing me now, throwing in this whole, and I didn't even. Didn't even know the, yeah, the second yeah, stanza. no idea. Okay, so who's this mystery person? Okay, so here we go. There is uh, quite a few different theories on Jack and Jill, and they're all pretty well supported. Okay. I didn't want to leave anybody out. I love conspiracy theories. Yes, that's basically what this is. In the 16th century in England, Jack and Jill were commonly used as, like, male and female, or Jane and John Doe. Sure. That we use. So, William Shakespeare, one, two, three, William Shakespeare <laughs> used the phrase... Uh, in this way, in A Midsummer Night's Dream, Jack shall have Jill, not shall go ill. And he also used it in Love's Labor's Lost. <laughs> Woo! You would not have done well back in, in those days. Uh, I have to... not been done a th- good back then. <laughs> <laughs> but they, uh, they wanted everything to rhyme back then. Apparently. Sorry about you. A lot of S's. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, your girl with a lisp over yeah, here is saying her damnedest. <laughs> so, around this time, uh, Jill was often seen replaced by Gil. Yeah. A dude. So, one theory goes that the rhyme... Oh, Lord, what just happened? My computer is haunted. I've been watching a lot of ghost adventures. Good. I'm glad. You're welcome for the discovery, Bless. <laughs> Thanks, girl. Okay. One theory goes that the rhyme is in reference to the fates of Cardinal Wolsey and Bishop Tarbles. Tarbles? I'm sorry. Just Tarbs. No, Tarbles. It's staying Tarbles. I know. Tarbles. Tarbles is way better. I think that's why I said it. I think it should be. <laughs> These two men helped negotiate the marriage of Mary Tudor to the King of France in 1514. 
Wolseley was a high-ranking chief minister, and the uh, King Henry VIII and him were bros. Okay. All right. All right. King Henry sent Wolseley, his bro, to go arrange a marriage. Okay. For him. Okay. All right. Uh, he wanted to marry Anne Boleyn. Oh, all right. But he was currently married to Catherine. So you can't do that, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cardinal Wolseley was asked to go do him a solid. So he went up to Pope Clement Seventh, the Seventh. Clement. Clement. Yep. Clement. I think that name needs to come back. <laughs> it's a great one. Okay. So he went up to the Pope and was like, yo, my guy, so we got a predicament. I got to come through. I need a solid. I need a solid. And the Pope was like, nah, bruh. Ah, rude. Every time. Yeah, every time. God damn it. Always causing issues. always fucking, yeah. Got to throw a wrench in it. (laughs) Got to throw a wrench in it. If you uh, substitute Gil, you can see why that kind of makes sense. Like... Um, I didn't write the whole damn description down, but, it, you know, yeah, he went up the hill yeah. to go do this favor. And then, like, the king was like, what the fuck? You didn't follow up with my shit. Right. So then he cut his head off. And mm. then, you know, he fell down the hill. I oh. didn't cut his head off. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. No, he fell from his good graces. Oh, and, uh, it, I So see. his career went a tumbling after. A tumbling Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And then the king fell out of popularity because, like, he was trying to do some fuckery. Sure. As with, yeah, like, divorce and, yeah, as kings yeah. do. There was another rendition, another... <laughs> uh, Conspiracy, conspiracy theory. <laughs> Jack and Jill represented uh, Louis. V- oh my God, you're gonna have to help me out. Uh, X V I. X is ten, 16. right? Sixteen. Louis is sixteen. Okay, thank you. So Louis the sixteenth lost his head in 1793, and so did Marie Antoinette. Mm-hmm. She came a tumbling after. Okay. But those who believe or try to, one, two, three, those who seek a historical reference uh, make a case that the rhyme was much before that happened. Much before their Oh, they're saying it was already around. Yes, yes, yes. Jesus. So they're like, yeah, that doesn't really fit. We need to come up with some new, new nursery rhymes. Uh, yes <laughs> yeah yes i have more examples okay uh, so the last interpretation a long ass time ago right so the last interpretation for this one i have it i think is the most likely one so king charles the first he wanted to reform taxes on liquid measures so he wanted more taxes so he can make more money uh-huh. but parliament was like no you're fine you've got <laughs> enough You've got a gold bathtub. You're fine. Oh, right? You've got them herringbone floors, girl. You all right. You good. So King Charles was like, nah, fuck that. And he was on that petty king shit. And he ordered that the volume of different units of measurements, Jack and Gills, uh, to be uh, changed. So a Jack was a half of a pint. Okay, half pint. And then a gill was a quarter pint. 
Oh, I see. So uh, he wanted those to be reduced. Like he made, he wanted the measurements to be made differently. So he would make more money oh, in the end. Oh, sneaky bitch. Uh-huh. For the consumer, it was less bang for your buck. On some pint glasses today, they still have crowns etched above the half pint line. Really? Uh-huh. I'm and that's in uh, a nod and a do to King Charles fucking fuckery. everybody. Huh. Mm-hmm. It's probably, I'm guessing it's not as much here as it would be probably in the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. But just another reason. Keep an eye out, though. Yeah. And I would like to know. Send us a picture. Yes. Tag us on Instagram. Tag us. Is that how you do that? Add I us. think that's how you. Whatever. Yeah, you would tag. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever <laughs> the kids are doing these days. Holler at your berries. Whatever <laughs> the kids are doing. Whatever the kids are doing. So uh, I used tutorblogger.wordpress.com. And windowthroughouttime.wordpress.com. Okay. Alrighty. So, a little warm up, right? Right. Not too bad. Not not English too... shit mostly. Yeah, not too gory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna kick it up a notch. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Uh, catch a tiger by its toe. Uh huh. If he hollers, let him go. Uh huh. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Yes, ma'am. Okay, that's what I thought. So, this is a classic. I didn't know I was going to be quizzed today, by the way. I know, right? You didn't even know. And it's not the same thing that I talked to you about the other day. No, it's not, (laughs) you sneaky bitch. So sorry. I just, you know, sometimes it just doesn't fucking pan out. I get it. I absolutely get it. This Like, I thought that you'd be the most interesting man in the world. Turns out you lame as fuck. Yep. (laughs) This is a classic example of a counting out rhyme. Okay. It's simply a method of random selecting a person from a group. Your classic, I'm trying not to hurt anybody's feelings, so I'm a pick randomly uh-huh. scenario. Okay. Counting out rhymes are still wildly popular decision-making tools for children and honestly myself. I was going to say, I eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Everything, right? Yeah. Having ADHD, I suffer from executive dysfunction sometimes. <laughs> I... I can't do the one thing that I need to do. Like, I can't I can't pick things. Yes. I just can't do it. So, I use count out rhymes all the time. Yeah. This particular rhyme isn't found just in the U.S., but kids in England, France, Denmark, Germany, and even Zimbabwe all use very similar counting out type sure. of rhymes. Makes sense. They're kids. They don't need to make decisions, so let's just count it out. Yeah. Here in the U.S., versions of these type of counting out rhymes have been around or recorded since 1820. Damn. But some folklorists propose it goes back even further, suggesting that counting out rhymes originated in... uh, Oh, well, I don't know what this has to do with the U.S. Sorry. But it goes as far back as ancient Celtic rituals okay so uh it would help sorting out who would be chosen to die as a punishment sacrifice uh what have you i don't want eeny meeny miny mo. i don't to... want to be any meeny miny mo of that no to decide whether i live or die yeah yeah no uh i'm good picking out who's next to go order their food sure 
not not for if I'm going to be sacrificed today. Yeah, man. Like, yeah. I don't know that. I'm, I'm going to need a better system. If I was a god or a deity, I would like a little bit more thought put into my, that, that my offering. Well. You're right. That as well. I need you to pick <laughs> the best virgin. Yeah. Virgin, not just any virgin. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, show me you love me. Show me you love me. All right. Uh, but some may be surprised to learn, which I think you will be in that, in the 1880s, the object of the catch was not tiger. So uh, the word tiger was completely different. Okay. And it was a derogatory slur towards African Americans. Oh. It was the N-word. Oh, so I am no longer going to use any, 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 Yeah. <sighs> Sorry about that. Did not know. Even though slavery was officially over, didn't mean that racial hatred and prejudice was over. Huh. Because white people. Still not. Yeah, fucking white. Fucking white people. Fucking white people. It was most definitely reflected in the language. It wasn't until the beginning of the 1950s. 1950s that's a little recent that children were encouraged to use other words like tiger and piggy wow i was chatting with my mother mm -hmm. about what i was gonna do uh because she came over on saturday and she cooked a menagerie of food for us i she cooked soup she food prepped for me for our house and for her house oh my god thank you so much but we were chit-chatting, and she said, yeah, I remember when I was really, really young. She was, like, mm -hmm. super young that I heard the uncensored version. Yeah. She was like, that's what I grew up with. But it wasn't until I was in middle school that it started to change. Uh-huh. She was like, I remember it both ways. Yeah. That blew really my mind. Yeah. The 1950s sound like a long time ago. Not that long ago. It, it, in the perspective of time. Yeah. It's. Sweet. Yep. Not that long a ago. A 15 second skip back is too much. <laughs> it, it's way too much. Way too much. Uh, so, yeah. There are plenty of other counting out rhymes that you can use. Uh, if I was a good host, I would have written them down, but I thought <laughs> I already them, had enough shit. Find them yourselves yeah, and look it send up. them to us. Educate yourself. And send them to uh, us. Make a TikTok of your favorites. So, oh my god, that would be cute. Right? Uh, I used dictionary.com and mm -hmm. also Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Alrighty, uh, here we go. Rub-a-dub-dub. <sighs> Do you remember this one? Something in a tub. Uh -huh. I don't remember what it is, though. Okay. I, I really don't remember. Okay. The one that I remember the most is Rub-a-dub-dub, three men in a tub. Who do you think they be? The butcher, the baker, the, the candlestick candle maker, maker, and all of them out to sea. Okay. Okay? Yes, that does ring a bell. Alrighty. The original version, Rub-a-dub-dub, three maids in a tub. And who do you think were there? The butcher, the baker, candlestick maker, and all of them going to the fair. Sluts. 
Oh my god. <laughs> no. So Dying. this goes back all the way to the 14th century. Wait, why are the maids in the tub? Just like today, British tabloids loved stories of respectable tradesfolk being caught in places they shouldn't be. Scandalous. Scandalous. In this case, the fairgrounds usually had attractions with naked ladies. Uh, why is that still not a thing? I I would go to the fair. More. I think it'd be an amazing fair. The upper class respectable trades folk, the candlestick maker and the butcher and the baker. Uh-huh. How how distressful and uh, how scandalous. They got busted. To catch them, yeah, oogling and ogling at some young ladies at the fair. Oh, so They were in the tub at the fair. Yes, they were an attraction. Okay. Yes. I'm picturing literally. Well, you never know. I mean, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities. That'd be a good burlesque show. Yeah. Or like bubble show, whatever, whichever one. Yep, yep, yep. So, rub a dub dub is essentially a diss track. Okay. Oh, shit, girl. We caught ya. Okay, so now I need to give you a brief history lesson before i ruin the last two for today okay okay let me uh i'm parched all right have you ever heard of a minstrel show yes do you know what they are isn't it it's singing right yes like performing and Uh singing but it just it travels yes okay so i'm gonna elaborate on it a bit minstrel shows were America's form of horribly racist entertainment oh. developed in early 19th century. Oh. These shows consisted of comic skits, variety acts, dancing, and music performances. So I was partially right. You I were, no, you are ne- absolutely the, right. The nefarious side of it. Yes, ma'am. They depicted people specifically of African descent. The shows were performed by white people in blackface for the purpose of portraying black people. Fucking white people. Fucking white people. If the offensive blackfacing wasn't enough, the content made it even worse. Oh, I'm sure. Minstrel shows represented black people as dim-witted, often buffoonish, and puzzlingly happy-go-lucky. Okay. That they were just happy to be doing what... Newsflash, yeah. they weren't. Yeah. Okay. So in 1848, blackface minstrel shows were proudly the national art form, translating into formal arts such as operas. What the fuck? That's how far it infiltrated. Jesus. By the turn of the 20th century, minstrel shows were dwindling in popularity. And they were being replaced, in most part, by vaudeville. The form survived as a professional entertainment until 1910. Oh. Amateur performances continued until the 1960s in high schools and local theaters. What the fuck? Once again, my mom remembers seeing a minstrel show, like a play. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. At her high school. What the fuck? Yep. So. All right. 
With that knowledge in mind, this next little ditty was a part of frequent flyer of these minstrel shows. Okay. Oh, Susanna. Oh, Susanna, don't you grab for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the first verse is, well, I come from Alabama with a banjo on my knee. Uh-huh. And I'm bound for Louisiana for my own true love to see. Okay. So this song Doesn't was- sound that bad. Nope. Doesn't sound terrible. Just somebody traveling. <laughs> this song was first published in 1848. The second verse is horribly racist with the outright lyrics about murdering black people. Oh. Rewritten. So, recently, uh-huh. so we now hear a, a very censored version. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Rewritten. The second verse has something about I dreamed about my girl Susanna Coming around the hill, and then something about buckwheat cake in her mouth. Oh, so still disgusting, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, oh, Susanna, and the next one that I'm going to talk about were written by the same motherfucker named Stephen Foster. He is a racist piece of shit. Fuck you, Stephen Foster. Yeah, he has he has written, I think it's like eighty, maybe even more different songs and i a good chunk of them are disgustingly racist perfect yep 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 so oh susanna has been rewritten from its original lyrics and now let me double check i think that yes this is the last one (laughs) okay oh i used wikipedia for oh susanna okay and www w.liveabout.com liveabout okay uh the next one is camp town races okay do you remember it do da do da um all night long (laughs) right so close okay camp town ladies sing this song do da do da camp race tracks five miles long oh the do da day okay going to run all night going to run all day I bet my money on a bobtail nag. Oh, the do day. Okay. Okay. All right. So I know that there are quite a few different, like, Camptown races sing this song. Yeah, quite a few different. Yes, types of adaptation. So. <laughs> but it all started. But it all started. This song actually refers to camp towns. Camp towns oh. were established by transient workers near railroads. Camp towns were home to migrant workers and often African Americans. Yeah. The style of dialect that Stephen Foster was using was yet another disgusting stereotype of African Americans. The lyrics referred to tent towns that would pop up so it was easier to hop on trains as they went from job to job, town yeah. to town. Yeah. These tents were seen as dens of sin. Uh, uh, yes, being that they bet on horses, and that was considered immoral. Oh. And also, the camp town ladies uh-huh. may have been a bit shady. Sure, sure. One of the Making oldest the, professions. Making the tents rock. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, there isn't really a whole lot of room in a tent no. to do much sinning. I mean, no. everybody's going to figure quick, it out It's going to be quick, basic no sinning. What. Yes. Not that. I would assume. Not that deep in. I'd rather go into the woods. No. No. <laughs> Kaylee's like, no to primal play. <laughs> no. No. They're, I'm not a fan of bugs or twigs or 
really nature in itself. <laughs> nature! It's everywhere! I don't need it all over my naked body. My naked bodies! <laughs> so for that, I used, once again, Wikipedia uh-huh. and liveabout.com. Okay. Now, is it live about or live about? I don't know. I think it's live about because it's about music. Okay. Like live audio. That kind of shit. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Or live strange. about. Either one. That's okay. Pick your poison, my dear. All right, then. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Thanks. I, uh, when you started mentioning them, I knew I was going to be traumatized. I didn't know I was going to be quite that traumatized. The, so the depth of the. The depth of the, the trauma. trauma. Yes. Yeah. I was not aware. I, I Like, I knew that they were kind of dark. That's, like, always been kind of expressed to us yeah and like the grim brothers with different exactly you know stories exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. yes so i didn't know that oh yeah i got more for you so mm. don't worry i'll bring it back bring okay. her back around well we'll have a little little circle back so this isn't like yes. a part but it's like going to randomly reappear yes okay ma'am. all right so keep you on pins and needles keep yes listening. If you because listen like more. i said i have so many of them yeah like to do a series it would be It'd be a lot crazy. Series. Yeah, it would be. So uh, I'll just do it randomly for And us. I think you would maybe kind of get like tired of it after a yeah, while. I get fucking tired of it. I'd be like, all right, let's wrap it up. Yeah. So, no, I mean you in oh, general, yeah, in like general? lifting up all of it. Um, As so, a yeah, listener, I think a I'd little, be like, move along. A little sprinkle. Yes. A little sprinkle throughout. Sprinkling of trauma. Yes. <laughs> along with all the rest of it. Yes. Are you ready to get that shit? <sighs> I'm so ready. So, you know our boys on last podcast on the left uh, yes. have come out with their own weed strain. Yes! Congratulations! Congratulations, guys. We are very proud. Yes. We are also very sad we don't live in, I think it's Southern California. Yeah, that California. You can pick these up. So, next uh, time. Next time we there. visit, we definitely will be picking some up. Uh, in the meantime, for those of us that don't live out there, on their website, lastpodcastmerch.com, you can find other 420 accessories, which are legal for everyone. Yes. They have a Live, Laugh, Love ashtray. Love it. A couple other different ashtrays. They have a stash jar. Um, Ooh. And What's also, the design? <clears throat> um, It's the, their last logo. podcast on the left logo. Cool, cool. And then it says... Hail yourself um, oh, on the lid. Yeah. I love it. They also have the stash bags. The, oh, yeah. The smell proof mm-hmm. bags. They're amazing for traveling. Also, we have a little hail yourself Zippo, which. Uh, love. I you need. love. I, I have to have one of you those. You do. Okay. I do. Also, when you're parched from all of the. Elevating. Elevating. They have water bottles. Ah, uh, Yes. Like the little aluminum ones? Yes. And then they also have a couple different grinders. Very nice. They have one that has... For your oregano. Yes. Just their logo. And then there's a goat man in a sweater that says... Oh, yeah. Their little... uh, Yes. Mascot. Little buff guy. Yes, yes. So if you are in Southern California... Let me pull that up. There is a way to check out... Where you can find, yeah, it's these. the Whedon. It is. Um, so actually, if you were on Instagram, just go to yeah, yeah. LP on the left, and they have a little post up that says, 
The high holidays are upon us and we have something very special to share with you. Introducing LPOTL high terpene extract vape cartridges with art by Michelle Duggan at Heart Beasts and Tom Neely at I Will Destroy Tom. I love that. <laughs> um, swipe through with info regarding specifics. Let's see. They have a couple different strands. We have Ed Gein's Cough Lock. Couch lock. Couch lo- Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, my God. It looks a little a couch lock. That yeah, makes more no, sense. Yeah, no, it's made well, out of skin. I was coughing. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's see. UFO knot. Oh, my God. And illuminated sativa, but it looks like the Illuminati. That's amazing. <laughs> That's so awesome. Let's see. In-store locations are Whedon, Santa Ana, the Boulevard, and you can also, there's an 800 number. There's 1-800-CANNABIS. That's amazing. That's awesome. So check them out. Check our boys out. Uh, yes. And support always, them. always support them. And uh, we can't tell you to send us any. So don't send us any. But um, if send you would like reviews. to, send us your reviews. Yeah. Your physical we'll reviews. happily listen to them. Yes. <laughs> Alrighty. Well. Make sure you check us out on all of the different types of listening platforms. Uh, you can find us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcast, Breaker, and Radio Public. You can definitely find these on our Instagram little bio area at GTS underscore podcast. Mm-mm. While you're there, make sure you do the like, follow, subscribe, all that fun stuff. That way we get sponsors and more people can find out about us. If you have your weed reviews or anything else you would yes. like to tell us, you can reach us at GTS with Kaylee and Cassie at gmail.com and we will answer you promptly. I promise I have a secretary taking emails right now. <laughs> right now I have nothing to do. Yes. Communicate with me. Just please. give her something to do. Please. That's all I got for you. All right. Love and light. Love and light. Bye. Bye, y'all.